Welcome to the podcast, Successful as Fuck. I am your host, Raya Gonzalez, and this podcast is a compliment to my book, Successful as Fuck, which is due out September 2022. The book explores success in all its forms through the lens of my personal story. But on these episodes, we're going to hear from people just like you and their stories of unconventional success and tenacity. Tune in, ask questions, and stick around for the fun. I am your host, Raya Gonzalez, and I'm here with the beautiful Chris Dyer. And we are going to chat about all things success for normal people and um, how we measure success over different parts of our lives, how we overcome tenacity, and how that shapes and forms our view, our view of success in our future. So welcome to the show, Chris. Thank you so much, Raya. Can you share with us, I know that you do a lot to serve your community and your clients. Tell us a little bit about what you do in your business and how you serve people. Yes, it's uh, it's been quite an evolution. And in 2005, I started my entrepreneur journey as strictly an online vendor, if you will. And when I got bored with that, the, the, the money cycle, the success had run its course. I was ready for something else. I decided to take it into a creative route. And so between that and just, you know, family trauma, personal circumstances, it, I basically sat dormant for five years until I figured out what that was going to look like. And, you know, all the self-limiting stories, the old belief systems, old baggage I was carrying around wasn't serving me and leaning into my higher purpose. And so I think 2019 was when I decided for sure to take that wholesale retail approach into a creative route. And I knew like I had the aha was, you know, riding in the car, listening to one of my favorite artists on the radio and just getting such joy out of somebody else's artistic creation and expression through music. It's like, well, there's there's artists that create this amazing visual art. You've got your musicians, all different. I mean, art comes in different shapes and sizes and forms, and it's it's very subjective and it's to the individual. So what if I could turn my business model into something creative that would bring beauty to the world, other people to appreciate and make a living doing that? And that's a whole new skill set, right? Yeah. Um, you know, being successful strictly online, not really having communication with the outside world other than just your customer service and interaction through the digital world. Um, but and yet, I did develop some pretty pretty useful skill sets and in the tenacity and and just the work ethic um, and a little bit of hustle, right? When yeah. when there's a, a true purpose, that's where your hustle comes in. And at that point. You know, I was raising teenage kids. I was helping put my husband through school. So that was my why. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm here supporting the family. I got to get GSD, get shit done, right? Um, <laughs> I guess I can use any language oh, I want you, to here. Yeah, since we're, we're very we're, fuck word friendly here. So you can say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, I have a joke. It says, um, I like pretty things in the word, in the word fuck. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yeah. And so in 2019, um, I did launch in that I knew what I wanted to do would be differentiation from what anybody else was doing. I thought, well, do I need to invent something? I want to do something that nobody else is doing. And initially I thought it would be jewelry because that's what I knew how to do. I've always had a very creative nature all about me. But what I do know about myself is when I create, I don't want to create for myself. I want to create for someone else. There's joy, the inherent joy and passion of doing it for someone else. 
for bringing a smile on their face. Maybe it's for a gift or it could have been anything. It could have been a, a, a birthday cake that I decorate or a wreath or flowers or whatever. So um, my gifts were intended to be used to, to bring joy to other people. Right. Hands right. down in service in, in whatever in whatever capacity that looks like, whether it's creativity from my heart, whether it's my time, whether it's you know some kind of skill set that I can offer. And coming from the South is part of my Southern charm, which is part of the accent as well, is um, that Southern hospitality, right? Manner, and, and there's a quote, I don't know if it's Ann Landers, Ann Landers or somebody else is like, um, manners are showing other people we have respect for them, right? Yeah. From where they come from. And so that mindset plus my insane customer service and customer experience, right? That that resonates through who I am and how I show up and creating an, a, a wow experience through my gifts, creatively putting them out there in the world. Everything I do is for the individual. It's, it's very personal and it's very unique. It doesn't really have to do anything with me. I'm just the conduit, right? The creative right. conduit. Um, and I know that was a roundabout. <laughs> so that that's where I started again this 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 volume in my entrepreneur journey you know going from strictly online sales to the creative and knowing that people weren't going to come to me I needed to go out into the world and right. that's when my that's when I actually started getting out networking and meeting people number one I had just moved to a new town that nobody knew who I was and being strictly online how do you market yourself there the, the market online market like Etsy or whatever is flooded with with creatives and how do I differentiate myself and, and make a, a name for myself? And I, I joined a networking group and, and felt very small, felt like I didn't belong, felt like, what the hell am I doing here? I have nothing to offer these women. And because I, I was I was still thinking small, uh, the old me five years prior and um, through through continuing to show up, learning more about myself, learning how to create re relationships properly. I think network marketing just has a negative stereotype about it. And I, I knew I wasn't that person, but I didn't know how to convey that. And it, it took me a while to develop my voice and my style, very similar to um, I'm also a fitness instructor and kind of a late bloomer. I didn't get started till I was 40. Um, but within those first two years of being an instructor, you're borrowing bits and pieces from other classes and, and other other styles and, and language that other instructors use until you can assimilate your own personality and it all clicks. And I think showing up as an entrepreneur in the networking space is very similar, right? You get to, you learn your voice, you learn what you do, how you do provide value and how to be unique and different. It doesn't sound like everybody else. So there's a lot of correlations in my old life that I can assimilate to in, in, my, in my current life as an entrepreneur. Um, so through 2020, we all got through that somehow. Uh, my adaptation was to be able to use the digital technology and be of service to others, knowing the pain point was women were creating connection. Um, so using Zoom to connect women virtually all over any time zone and, and offer them a creative experience. So using my talents and, and my high nurture uh, personality anyway to be able to teach what I do to other women. And then, so they have the satisfaction. I've created something beautiful for themselves. I made it easy. Um, they were able to interact and connect like the Brady Bunch screen on Zoom. Yeah, It just, just made it a, a very fun personal experience. So that, that was the adaptation. And also 
virtual networking was huge in 2020. And I saw clearly saw the opportunities of the technology because I had been an online entrepreneur for the preceding eight years or, or more. And I, I honestly feel like virtual is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. And any successful woman who has the agility to pivot in her business will relish using technology in her business, virtually and live. I mean, there's time and a place for both. And if the panda, if another pandemic comes and, and we're, we are um, needing to rely on technology again, then we already have that background. It's like, okay, let's don't skip a beat. Let's keep doing what we know how to do. Keep showing up, keep adding value, keep serving and, um, and just keep going from there. So collaboration was one of the big things, my, my key takeaway in 2020. And that was also connecting with other highly creative women and helping, helping to give them some courage and confidence to think a little bigger about their business. And so with collaboration, I offer them an outlet to come play in my sandbox. I, I market them through my social networks, through my email marketing sequence, and just showing up word of mouth um, and bringing eyes to their business. So I'm, I'm a conduit for them by showing up and just bringing all these, and, and it's a great way to build credibility as, as well. And I always knew that my business models wouldn't be just about me. Um, when I can showcase other people and put the eyes on them and, and highlight them, there's, for me, it's, it's inherent success because I'm helping somebody else to be successful, right? And it's helping bring eyes on their business and, and profitability and, and hopefully, um, new connections for new business and new growth. And that's sort of how my values are all encompassed. It's, it's love, including love for self. You have to love yourself inherently, unconditionally, so that you can exude that and, and draw the right people into your space. But connection and contribution are my other two values. So every, every decision that I make, as long as it fits those three values, I don't have to second guess myself anymore. I've aligned my compass and kind of know what my true north is. And, um, and so now I have a big consulting umbrella that has the two creative houses, but also helps serve women entrepreneurs to get out their assets. Yes, I said that mm -hmm. <laughs> a cute little play on words, but it's true. I mean, how many personal assets are we sitting on from all the things we've done in our life and we're not utilizing to show up bigger in our personal brand, in our business brand. And um, like I said, I, I go deep and I go wide. And there, there's so many ways for me to show up and serve women in any connection, live or virtual. And if I don't have a specific tool in my toolbox, I have an amazing Rolodex up here of women that I can connect them to or other resources to help them take the next step in their entrepreneurial journey. So it's a very empowering place to be. It's not self-serving at all, but yet it definitely builds credibility. And that, that's the space I plan right now. Love it. Love it. Before you got started being an entrepreneur, what would you have said success was to you? What was the definition of success before you got started being an entrepreneur? Before I was an entrepreneur, I was definitely a people pleaser. Um, I did everything that I could to, I don't know if it was just to prove to myself that I could do things, that I could be at the top of my class, that I could be the top employee going above and beyond. And yet that mindset sort of serves me well today because a couple of things, um, and I have a healthcare background as well. And I remember thinking in, in, in you know, my mid twenties, 
every day that I showed up for clinical practice in, in, and I was still a student, right? Every day I showed up for clinicals was a, was a, um, a job interview, right? So showing up in my best self, being willing to roll up my sleeves, no job was too good for me, always being willing to be a team player and yet be independent and, and be assertive and take charge when the time was. Um, I created and fostered the mindset that um, I am the kind of person that I would want on my team right? In the way I show up and um, kind of like everybody's best friend. Well, I also had to accept being my own best friend and it took me many years to get there, but yet the characteristics and the work ethic was developed many, many years ago. And every day we're showing up, it's a potential, you're leaving an energetic footprint, no matter what we do, whether it's in person, it's through the written, written word or in a digital format, we're leaving an impression. And so what kind of impression are we leaving? Do you want somebody to potentially work with you in the future or are you leaving behind a message or a feeling that doesn't exemplify lifting up someone else or helping them be successful? Are you self-serving? All of that shows up in the way we show up in our messaging and all the things. So I learned that number one premise years ago in my mid twenties or just yeah. sort of put it all together. Yeah. So in the journey from that part of your life and then through all of the ups and downs of really being an early adapter of an online entrepreneur and then having to pivot um, as things happened and then having the blessing of pivoting, you know, because you were comfortable in that space when um, the pandemic really hit and people were really craving connection and you were able to do that through these parties, these digital parties and um, helping like I'm a crafter too. So it just brings so much joy to be able to do that. And I also um, have to give it away. Like it's, it's not, I can't create something for myself. It's just, it's like a thing that if I do it, it's for somebody else. Right. Um, so uh, like through those uh, ups and downs of having to go through everything that you've done, over these last couple of years, have you like, what have you felt is the most um, important lesson that you've learned from the clinicals, the twenties, you to the successful businesswoman that you are now with all of these things under this big umbrella of consulting? Um, what would you say is the thread that has, um, you know, brought you through and the most important lesson that you've learned? Well, every, everything that comes out of my mouth is not new. Right. Um, but it's how it relates to my story and how I convey it in a message that maybe piques the interest or is meaningful, strikes a nerve for someone else. And three, three -ish years ago, I worked with a, a coach and one of my one of my assignments was, well, when you go back home and visit, you know, I want you to ask three or four of your family members or friends what my superpower was. And at the time I wasn't embracing what my superpower was. And it's my can-do attitude. It's my ability to see an obstacle as an opportunity to work around challenges and focus on what I can do um, always. And um, I don't like to take no for an answer. I'm a little bit of a rebel, <laughs> like a little bit of a wild child. And it's, it's really funny. I can look at stories from my childhood and understand exactly why that makes me the way I am today. It's right. like, I'm a little rebellious. I don't like to conform. I don't want somebody to tell me the rules. I'm going to create my own rules as long as they don't harm anybody else and they're for the greater good. So 
um, and, and harmful to myself. That kind of, kind of goes, goes back to the self-love. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's almost always a way out of a situation and situations happen out of our control. It's what we do with it and how we respond and, and building, building that resilience muscle, just like you'd be, you know, building a muscle, you know, right. bicep, if you went to the gym, it's, it's, it happens over time. It's not immediate, right. but it can be done. It's, it's the, the desire to want to just keep going no matter what. What would success, like if you're looking ahead from today, what does success look like for you in terms of the mile post, the goal post for you? Um, like let's say five plus years from now, what would success look like for you? Success obviously is um, very subjective to the individual. You know, 10, 20, 30 years ago, I would have thought, okay, well, having such and such money in the bank, having this house, having these cards, cars, you know, being able to put the kids through college. I mean, that was like the American dream, right? And it's, life is not black and white. And having a destination on the map is not linear either, which I'm thankful for. Um, you know, there's, there's so much emphasis on money or tangible assets or things that you can buy or things that you can have, things that you can do. I'm more, for me, success is how many people can I connect with? Because if you lost everything, and, and as a matter of fact, a real life situation, I was visiting with my husband in Vegas several weeks ago and we, we were watching the drone videos of another community here, maybe an hour from where I live and some terrible fires and just houses just obliterated, right? Just uh, blocks of houses that were just cinders. And it, it just, it was very, to me, it was like, the, if, if, we if we lost every material object on this earth, and as long as we still had our family and the people around us that loved us and supported us, we would survive, we would figure it out and start all over again. And everything else is tangible. Money's tangible. Money, you can figure out a way to make more money. You can create another product or a service. You can go get a job. You, there's, as long as you are physically able and actually being able to use your cognitive brain, which I feel like is my number one asset, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, just being able to think through a situation. But honestly, it's, it's the people in your life because like I said, if you, if you lost everything material, as long as you have a support system and a tribe and, and people, people are going to come help you out right. when you've, when you've proven to them that you're, you would be willing to do the same for them. So um, to me, that's my definition of success. And on my personal journey and map is like, how many people can I positively impact and connect and help them grow personally or in their business? And that, that's a, that's a huge objective for me. And that's my, you know, my number two value is connection, connecting people, because we are becoming a more disconnected society because of the reliance on technology. There's, there's, a, mm -hmm. there's a happy medium, right? Um, I don't live through my cell phone, nor do I live through the eyes of a camera. I want real experiences, real people, real interaction. And I wanna experience things. I want to go do things, have adventures, create right. fun experiences and bring those people that I love and love me back with me. I want to bring them on the journey. It's no fun to go by yourself, right? right? So if you can help those other people get to their goals and be successful in their life, then they're gonna have the flexibility financially to be able to come, come along and play, right? Love that. 
And I like one of the things for me, because I also am a huge connector and networking is actually probably the number one way that I um, find people that refer to me or that end up being clients is that I network. And that is not, um, I never network with the intention of making that person a client ever, like never. And I always go in with the intention that I will have homework at the end that I want to have, a, you know, a minimum of a, a little handful of action items that I'm going to connect them with somebody or, you know, give them a resource or, um, you know, a software that I know of or, you know, anything that I can do that would be of service and help to them. Um, that's my goal. And the rest of it just comes along as it is appropriate. Um, and so I, I'm totally with you on that. I think that it's something that's a, like a missing art in many ways that people don't get that it's not about making the sale. It's about making the connection and the sale will come. Mm -hmm. And it's not even like, it doesn't even have to be a delayed process. Like some people think like, oh, if I do all this networking, I'm not going to get sales right away. I say fully on that because I get sales right away all the time, you know what I mean? Because I'm not trying to sell to anybody. And so when they see and hear of somebody that could use my services, they're very quick to refer that person to me because they like me and mm -hmm. because I sincerely like them and I want to help them. And um, they know that I'm going to treat that person the exact same way. If that person is not a good fit for me, I'm going to see how I can help them. Maybe they need somebody um, who's in a similar, uh, you know, vein of what I do, but they want somebody different. I'm going to try to find somebody for them. You know, like I'm really willing to go the extra mile for whoever needs that help. And I think that that, um, you know, society wise, if we were to incorporate that more, we as a whole would be more successful. Um, so I applaud you. Um, for that. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that because it's, I agree with that a hundred percent. Well, I always end with the same question. So um, because I always get the coolest answers to this question, and that is um, tell me the best piece of advice you've ever been given. And it can be from literally anything, you know, sometimes the best piece of advice I get from my 12 year old, um, or it could be something you read or something you heard, um, you know, or like uh, that, an, you know, your grandma told you or whatever it might be, but something that is like a mantra or has really impacted how you, um, you know, move in the world and think about things. Um, what would you say is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Wow, that's loaded because there are so many analogies and metaphors. <laughs> and, and when you really go back and think about it, in fact, I'm actually kind of going, I've gone back to, I'm reading a philosophy book right now. I mean, right, that's back in Greco-Roman times. That's like BC mm -hmm. literature and the songs that we listen to, right? The stories, the parables, all the messages are there, right? Right. Even even all the all the Walt Disney movies. I mean, there, there's there's a lesson and a parable, and usually one of resilience and coming out stronger on the other end. But um, so to your point, because I am highly musical as well. Um, when I was a sales rep, and um, yeah, the first time I did outside sales, I left my comfort zone of being at home, drove four hours to my territory, lived there during the week, and then went back home. And and I was a mom, and my kids were young, but I knew what I wasn't 
well, I was not willing to settle for the paycheck to paycheck W-2 mentality. I knew that if I applied myself and hustle and had the work ethic that I would could create more sustainable financial lifestyle for our family. And um, my starter husband at the time didn't have that same mindset. He was still living in a victim mindset, which thankfully I never had. Um, so yeah, I left my comfort zone, worked in a male dominated industry in a male dominated territory. And there were days that I, it was tough. It was really tough and built my part of what built my resolve. But there was a song on the radio and this is like in the late nineties. It's that Chumba Wumba song. It's like, um, I get knocked down. I get down and I get up again. Cause I mean, and that, that's what was popular then. And that's what, you know, for some reason I turn on the radio and that song was on. It's like, okay, I can keep going, you know? And, yes. um, so there you go. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, Chris, thank you so much for being on the show with us and sharing your wisdom and your lessons that you've learned along the way, because I'm sure I have definitely seen myself in your story. And I'm sure that there are other people too, that can relate to what you've been through. And so it's always nice to have community around our experiences. And that's what this is all about. So I appreciate you being part of it and sharing your story with us. My pleasure. All right. Well, we will see you guys next time. Thanks for joining us and uh, adios. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Successful as Fuck, the podcast. I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez, and I'm just going to say I had a lot of fun doing this episode, and I hope you had a lot of fun listening. We always have a good time on this podcast because we get to tell the stories of real people just like you. I'm going to encourage you, please join our pre-launch community. It's amazing. We get to see all the behind the scenes of what's going on with the book that's due out September 22. And that is also called Successful as Fuck. Shocker. If you join the community, you're going to get the behind the scenes. You're going to get the chance to get prizes. I love to give those out. So don't miss out, guys. The link will be in the show notes. And we hope that you'll come back next time for the next episode of Successful as Fuck, the podcast.